What would our world be without leaders, innovators, and kingdom builders? Welcome to Under the Crown, where you get inside the twisted minds of our host, Trey Carmichael, and the kings and queens in his circle. Covering leadership, marketing, sales, recruiting, management, and so much more. Under the Crown is here to help you build your kingdom. Are you prepared for the siege? What's going on, guys? It's your man here, Trey Carmichael, coming at you with another episode of Under the Crown. I'm excited to bring you guys my man, David Meltzer, today. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for the people who don't know you, man? Of course. I'm on a mission to empower over a billion people to be happy, utilizing all the experience of my journey from uh, getting out of law school, nine months later being a millionaire working in the internet, to being the CEO of Samsung's uh, phone division, their first smartphone in 1999, which led me to run the most notable sports agency in the world, Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. Uh, most people know Lee from the movie Jerry Maguire, where I met Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback. And over the last 12 years, we built a global sports marketing company. And in that time, over the five-year period, the last five years, working with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk to build my brand, uh, I've written multiple books, best-selling books. I speak around the world. I coach. I have uh, three TV shows, uh, a top podcast, uh, Elevator Pitch with Entrepreneur. I have Two Minute Drill on Apple TV and uh, at the airports and hotel rooms. You'll see them as well in office hours. Uh, the first late night entrepreneurial show where we take billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers, and we ask them about business. And so uh, my mission is to provide value via all these mechanisms and modalities and uh, to empower people like you, Trey, to empower a thousand, to empower a thousand, to be happy. And I want to create a collective consciousness of people that make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Awesome, man. That's a beautiful thing. I love that you're using these resources and authority that you've built up to have actually give back to people. So can we dive a little bit more into the King's journey and just who you were before you got here? Yeah, no doubt. Well, I've my journey's uh, in three kingdoms. The first kingdom that I was born into was a kingdom of not enough. Uh, my m mom uh, raised us six kids, five boys and one girl. Uh, and that's where I wanted to be rich so I could buy my mom a house and a car. Uh, but there wasn't enough of anything for anyone. And I believe that I was being punished. Why me? Why didn't I have a nice car, a nice house or a dad? And uh, through that chip on my shoulder, I moved to a different world, a world or a kingdom of just enough, uh, where there's just enough for me. I was extremely philanthropic and optimistic. Uh, I saw giving as a trade and negotiation. I lived my life in a zero sum game. The more I gave, the more I would receive. I was a millionaire, as I mentioned, nine months out of law school, a multimillionaire by the time I was 30. I had everything I ever dreamed of. But when I uh, was running the most notable sports agency, uh, not only was I a multimillionaire, but I also had access to things that even billionaires couldn't afford. And that led me to uh, buy things I didn't need to impress people I didn't like. and. I had some lessons to learn to move me, to promote me, and to protect me into a world of more than enough. So I lost everything when I was 38 years old, over $100 million, 
and I learned about the world of more than enough. Instead of living in a zero-sum world, I live in a value-add world where I appreciate everything I have. I acknowledge it by giving it away, and I ask for more, and I teach others to do the same. And uh, that's the mission that I have. I've been doing free trainings for over 23 years every Friday to help people as well, empower them with the world of more than enough. That's incredible, man. I know that you are impacting just a ton of people's lives and providing a ton of value. I know that my mentors that I'm, that I'm actually staying with in Colorado now, they've been following you for a while. And one of the things that they wanted to know is actually how you manage your calendar with so much going on, man. Yeah, so I have a practice uh, called being a student of my calendar. So I don't look at my calendar. Most people don't even look at it, but I don't just pay attention to my calendar. I actually give intention. Uh, utilizing lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. Intention have five levels to it to create the productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. One is what do I do in a trajectory today of what I think I want in the future? Two, what do I say in that trajectory today of what I think I want? Three, what am I thinking? Four, what am I believing? And five, what am I feeling? And so by studying my calendar by paying attention and giving intention to activities because the only limitation of today is the 24 hours that we're all given so i study my calendar to be as efficient effective and statistically successful with the activity i get paid for the activity i don't get paid for my sleep is crucial i have an unwinding routine i always say that my tomorrow starts today so i study the activities that i have planned i don't have planned in the context of paid, unpaid, and sleep. And therefore, I am creating uh, an abundant usage of the 24 hours, the only limitation of time, by knowing the mathematical equation of luck, which is what I pay attention to and what I give intention to, what I think, say, do, believe, and feel, will create the coincidences that I want or even better. Awesome, man. I noticed that one of the things that you lean into there is that you look at how you feel doing different things. Can you lean into that just a little bit more? Because I think the vast majority of people, all they look at is if I'm being productive. Yeah, they look at the handset. Some might even think of the mindset. You know, it's becoming more of a commonality to look at the mindset. But I think a lot of people ignore the heart set, how we feel. You see, once you shift the paradigm of understanding abundance and understanding the world or kingdom of more than enough, you realize you don't have to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy. You start realizing I am that I am. I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? And the way we feel will indicate to us the pain, setbacks, and failures that are promoting and protecting us. So when we are indicated that we are having interference between us and our source and omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves us more than our mom, we're going to feel dis-ease. We're going to feel interfered. We're going to feel resistance. And when we get into the practice of feeling, not just of the mindset of how we think or the handset of what we're doing and saying, but how we feel, we now can effectuate a much more statistically successful journey by instead of resisting the feeling, going over it, under it, through it, around it, instead of trying to uh, deny it or lie to it, cheat it, or manipulate it, we simply just have to stop, put ourselves at ease, and then roll into that ease of the what, who, the how, the now, and apply our why instead of searching for it. 
Absolutely, man. That's incredibly powerful. So I got to ask if a new entrepreneur came to you today and said that the most important thing to them was impacting as many people as possible and giving back as much as possible, where would you tell them to focus their time? Yeah. So I would give them five daily practices to focus their time. Number one, take each day and know what you want in that trajectory of impacting, you know, over a billion people like me or the whole world, whatever you dream of. Uh, but know what you want personally today, experientially today, giving wise today and receiving wise today, and then decide how to create acceleration and statistical success by knowing who can help you. See, acceleration is best created by finding someone that sits in the situation that you want to be in and asking them for directions. And statistical success is best created by finding someone who you can help get to where they want to be. And that creates a community of power sponsors and sponsors. It creates a community of people that are not only helping one another, but a community of people that know people who can help one another. So once you know your what and your who, now we use the student of the calendar, productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in order to effectuate how best to get it done. And then the fourth daily practice, which I'm happy to send to your entire audience, is to know your now. See, prioritization is the confirmation. It's the antidote to procrastination, to feeling overwhelmed. So if you know what is important to you to impact the world, who you can help and who can help you, and how to use your time, how to use productivity, accessibility, and gratitude to speed up that statistical success, you now will know what's important to you, not what's important to other people, not what's missing, not what you don't have, but be able to prioritize, utilize time, not to procrastinate or to feel overwhelmed, but to accelerate with statistical success what you want, who you can help, and how to get it done. That then allows you to uh, effectuate the fifth practice of applying your why, figuring out what you're doing to interfere with your why, what you're doing to interfere with the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. Awesome, man. I love how you leaned into finding the who that can help you amplify what you're doing. And that opens up a very easy transition into my next question is how do you actually go about building all of these incredible relationships that you have? Well, there's four modalities uh, or platforms in which to build a community. The first is in person. And I only have one initial vetting process, whether it's in person, on the phone, via email or media, traditional or social, it doesn't matter. And that is to find open minds. See, everyone has an open mind for a certain amount of time. Uh, we are looking for people who have an open mind when we are contacting them in person on the phone, via email or media. And so if someone has a closed mind, run away. Most people spend the majority of their time with people that believe them. They try to re-engineer a closed mind, which takes about a thousand times or more the effort. So the first qualifier vetting process in order to build a community is to find people with open minds because they have open hearts and open hands. Once you find people with open minds in person on the phone via email or media, then we can go ahead and facilitate what they are doing today, how we can be of service to what they're doing today, and if they know someone that can help us pertaining to what we need. And this simple template, this open-minded, open-ended question template has allowed me to build one of the biggest communities in the world of people who want to help one another and know people who want to help one another simply by attracting and communicating in person on the phone via email and social media, traditional media, 
with open-minded people, with open hearts and open hands, and learning about them to see how we could be of service or value and asking them how they could be of service or value to us. Man, that is such a simple but powerful thing. And honestly, I've never, I've never heard anybody say to search for people with open minds when it comes to building your network. And that's such a simple and powerful thing that everybody should really be thinking about. Yeah, it's amazing. We always complicate things, right? We think that we have to have the specific avatar that is going to be able to facilitate some sort of service or value to us. And the truth is, is that with the way that our communities work virtually today, this wasn't true when I was your age, but today it's especially true when, you know, my 12-year-old has over a thousand people in his community already, uh, where I was lucky if my parents had four people that could uh, know someone or could help me themselves. Once we realize that we are all interconnected via this tremendous technology, the best thing we can do is find people with open minds, open hearts, and open hands, figure out how we could be of service or value to them and ask them how they could be of service or value to us. Absolutely, man. That's super powerful. So what are you doing to carry your crown and take care of yourself to make sure nothing is slipping through the cracks, man? Well, first of all, I'm realistic about things falling through the cracks. I believe that there is an impossibility in an abundant universe to get to everything each day. So there's always things I'm not going to get through to or fall through the cracks. But I want to make sure that I'm prioritizing that which is most important to me. So I have three foundational non-negotiables that I attribute to time, time being the dependent variable of everything. It's the only quantifiable measure that I can utilize to say, how much time am I spending in the trajectory of what I do say, think, believe, and feel? And when I use time as that quantifiable measure, now I can figure out for me, health, a minimum of an hour a day on my health. That's the number one non-negotiable. Family, minimum of 30 minutes with my wife, minimum of 30 minutes with my 12-year-old son, minimum of two minutes a day with my three daughters who are 23, 21, and 18, and a minimum of one minute a day with my mom to make sure she knows that I'm healthy, I'm happy, I love and appreciate her. The four things that every parent only wants from their child. And then finally, a minimum of 10 minutes a day to study my calendar to utilize the productivity, accessibility, and gratitude of the quantifiable dependent variable of time in order to effectuate the prioritization and the efficiency, the effectiveness, and statistical success that allows others to participate in a perception that I'm able to multitask and multi-utilize time, all the different things from the businesses and the books and the coaching and the TV shows and the movies and the speaking and all the interviews that I give and receive it's just a matter of practice and utilizing this methodology, the mindset, hearts, and enhance that that's applicable to it. And like I said, I'd be more than happy to provide my books, my guides uh, to people, the practices and values that I've incorporated over 35 years, or just come to my free trainings on Friday. I'd love to have everybody there. But most importantly, please email me. If it's free, it's we, david at dmeltzer.com. And uh, Trey, this is an incredible opportunity to share. Please be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for your time today. You got it, Trey. Great job. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode. Make sure that you subscribe to the show so you're never left out in the snow. 
Do you want to build a business or get more customers online? Are you tired of spending all your time shackled to your business? Tired of being treated like the court jester? Not anymore. You can get a care package from Trey today for just a buck that will help you beat shiny object syndrome with Trey's favorite tool list. Build your online authority and network with your own podcast and by being interviewed on other podcasts. Systemize your business with Trey's seven pillar system. Hire a VA to get your time back and so much more. You heard me right. All of that for less than the last Starbucks you got. Go to TreyCarmichael.us and get yours while it's hot. Check the couch for that dollar if you gotta.